G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie Hoops and NBL Fantasy. This week we're going to change it up again, we're going back to a solo podcast, uh, we want to try a few new segments out, hopefully they uh, work and we get some feedback on our Twitter and etc, and uh, make sure, so we wanted to make sure everyone listens in this week. Yeah, that's right, Bordy. So uh, I guess we're a bit like some of the NBL teams out there at the moment. It's a few weeks left in the season. Uh, this is where you start to experiment a little with your lineup and how you do things in preparation for next season. So uh, we'll be scrapping the goods and bads. Um, that The main reason for that is obviously you guys can look up the scores for yourselves. Um, so we don't think it really added too much. We're going to replace this with us each nominating a player from our own teams. And that's going to be for a couple of new awards uh, more on that later when we do Around the Grounds. Um, so the other thing that I really wanted to do uh, is to highlight uh, one player per week. And this could be something to do with fantasy. It could be to do with what they've done on the court, off the court, wherever the host wants to take it. Um, so I'm going to call it Our Shout. And uh, this week, it's going to be My Shout. All right, blokes, it's time for Our Shout. Cheers. Alright, so this segment is, uh, I guess, either um, going to be instead of the news segment that we normally do if it's a quiet news week, or we'll slot slot it in just after the news. Um, But thankfully, to this shout, uh, it does have a slight breaking news element to it. So, um, I don't know if you guys have seen, um, but Nike, through the week, released released their new self-lacing shoe. So, basically... um, you tighten your shoe with an app. You've got a left foot, left button and a right button, you tighten them with an app. So um, basically they're worth about 350 US, so cheap, cheaper than Lonzo's shoes. And given that Lonzo's got a grade three ankle ligament strain at the moment, <laughs> uh, maybe you need some more ankle support in those shoes. Um, but people are calling it the back to the future shoe. Because in that movie, that was one of the things from the future that was highlighted. Michael J. Fox put on a pair of Nikes, and they lace themselves up. Um, so a couple of years back, Nike actually released an exact replica of these shoes that self-laced, but they were worth 700 US. And the difference with these ones is that NBA players are actually wearing them, and Luka Doncic actually debuted them through the week. Um, so the breaking news that I have, though, is that Nike have secretly been working with a spy in the NBA. Um, to work on something else from the Back to the Future movie. So they're combining another big part of that, which was the hoverboard, with shoes. That's what they're working on with a spy from the (laughs) NBL. So the spy in question, he went over to the NBL times against the NBA games, and he had a massive highlight dunk on the Phoenix Suns, and I think that's why they chose him, to be honest. So this spy has actually become one of my top 10 players to watch in the league despite never being on my fantasy team. And he must be a good spy because for most players, that is Mission Impossible. Um, he showed off his hover shoes on the weekend, actually. These hover shoes I'm talking about. With a massive block on Jordair Jet. I actually, huge. I actually tagged you guys. Huge. He goes by the name Agent 97. Of course, I'm talking about Jared Weeks. And to be honest, for me coming into the season, he may as well have been an international man of mystery because I didn't really rate him at all 
to mm-hmm. be honest. Yep. Um, New Zealand signed him, and reading the articles, he was locked into that backup point spot behind Illy, um, and I guess in that three-man guard rotation with Webster, who's actually signed the three-year deal. And over the course of the weekend, he showed that he's arguably better than both. Great. So Fair he's... This is a guy, obviously looking into him a bit um, for the segment, he's averaged five points a game for his career, but he's up averaging, scoring more than 14, or around 14 points a game mm. over the last stretch of 12 games. So to put that into perspective for you guys, um, Chris Goulding averages 13 points a game for the season. So he's actually up there in the top sort of group of scorers in the NBL at the moment. Mm. So... Um, primarily, he's been taking Webster's time, and that's what happened in the Illawarra game this weekend. But then we saw uh, Illy get in foul trouble in the second game, and he comes out and he has eight assists, which is more than Illy has had in the entire season in a game. So he's just top Illy straight away. So they were basically calling, bringing up the question in commentary, do you start Weeks instead of Webster already? Um but the other thing I really like about Weeks is he's got a bit of that Joe Ingles factor, right? He doesn't look like he should be able to do what he does. It is always, to me, a bit of a surprise when he gets those hover shoes and he goes and has a massive dunk or block like he did on the weekend. Yep. So, guys, that's it. That's my shout-out to the man with the golden eye at the moment, Weeks, Jared Weeks. Hopefully he can keep it up and earn a pretty money penny in his next contract. I like it. Um, I think he's been playing really well. I think um, yeah, I, I watched him a little bit when he was at Cairns because I am a bit of a Cairns. They're probably my second team, I guess, with um, Jawai up there. And so I've, I've watched him a little bit. And there's a couple of games. I was surprised um, Cairns let him go. I know, obviously, the new coach, new system, and rah, rah, rah up there. But there were some games up there in Cairns that he run amok and, and did really well last year. And, you know, I can't remember if they won the games or what have you, but I just remember him having some pretty decent big games. So, and the, the, and also the excitement of him dunking and all that sort of stuff. He brings fans to the game too, I would think. So, I was a bit shocked he got um, let go or whatever, or he signed with New Zealand or whatever. But yeah, and those mulling over their fantasy trades this week. Obviously, Weeks put on a bit of a show over the weekend. He scored eighty-three fantasy points over Huge. his two games, yep. which is massive, uh, particularly from a value perspective. He's priced at eight hundred and sixty-nine k prior to the game actually opening this round. Yep. Um, and as you probably know, New Zealand actually have four doubles on the trot over the last four weeks. They so do. Certainly one to watch. Yep, especially yep. if he possibly gets the start or something like that as well, with Illy being a little bit lesser of form at the moment. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I know at work today I messaged you when I was writing this up asking yes. who are your favourite players? Because I actually was going to say he's in my top five, but he's not quite in my top five. But... Basically, he's almost, for me, like a sobing light. That's kind of who he yeah. reminds me of at the moment. Yeah. With, that with the dunks and the athleticism. That's yeah. right. And yep. assists. He's not turning over the ball that much. Yep. He's shooting. Yep. He's keeping Corey Webster off the field. He like, ha- off the plays court. hustle D. He's a hustler, which is yeah. that's what I like about him as well. And that's why I like watching him as well. Um, he's, that, you know, he's always trying to, get, he's trying to get steals and that sort of stuff all the time, playing good D, so... All right, fellas. Cool. So, who's up next week out of you two? Who's going to be? Who's going to take the shout? What do you reckon? Ah, uh, well, do your coin trick, Benny. Oh yeah. Do the heads and tails. I'll take it for next week. Bordy, I'll go. I'll go. I'll give right. it a go. So, Bordy shout next week. But Banksy doesn't have a laptop at the moment. Remember, so yeah, that's true. Extra Research week. purposes. Yeah. No worries. So leave that one to me. Alrighty, um, let's talk around the grounds. So the joint team, 
Here yeah. we go. Uh, joint team did really well. Uh, scored 609 points for the round, which was, excuse me, 127th for the round. And just sitting on the edge of that top 100 for the season. So, Boom. as Bordy mentions every week in regards to the joint team, it is not eligible for prizes. That's correct. Um, it is not eligible for prizes, but it's there to uh, help you guys out with some uh, team setting questions, I guess. Um, Alright, time for the ordinary bloke. Mate, don't even get me started on that guy. If anyone ever deserved to be called an ordinary bloke, it's him. Uh, unfortunately, that is me, Ben, for the week. The Canberra Capitals lived up to their name, uh, scored 535 points. Uh, interestingly enough, I got smashed by the other guys, and I was the only one of the three of us to keep Bogut. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out in future weeks. Smashed by the joint team, too. Mate, I know you think he's alright. Some of the things I've heard about this bloke, he is average at best. I guess that would make me the average bloke for the week. So my team, Cavalicious, scored 570 points. Um, and look, to be honest, much like the actual Cavaliers, we're trying out a few things for next season. Um, I had Tom Wilson actually score some points off my bench this week, albeit he actually outscored Bowen by a point this Oof. week. There you Fish. go. Wow. Moving on up. There you go. Speaking about moving on up. Now we're talking. Mate, you've hit the nail on the head. That guy is a top bloke. All right, there's only one person left, and that would be me, the top bloke for the week. This week, 6.38 um, before the game has opened up again, which ranked 48th for the round and overall I'm down to 12th before all the adjustments so wow. pretty good week and I'm pretty happy with it and I think I'm about 170 off the lead overall oh but except for Liam Santamaria of course the, off the, the prize you might like to say off yeah. the prize I'll say yes and for yes. the record did we go K captain in the end we did but we might talk about that in the next little section I think Ooh, so well, that's a nice little segue so as uh, we mentioned earlier we are scrapping the goods and bads uh, we are going to make it, I guess, more about our own teams. So, um, and we'll probably end up covering off who's been good and who's been get bad um, in the process, I guess. But, but so, I think I think the intro to this segment says it all. Yes. So let's go with it. Well, look, what I want to do, we just we're thinking of names for these things. There's only one player that we can name this award after, and of course, that's Big Bogey. He is a king legend, no doubt, legend of the kings already. All right, Bordy, play it. What a king legend. So, my king legend. Obviously, I was the ordinary bloke this week. I didn't have a lot to choose from. Uh, but there was one standout. It was someone who's new to the Canberra Capitals. Uh, first week, he has played Lucas Waxy Walker. You are a king legend. <laughs> so, the way I see this going is that next year, if this keeps going, we'll create a poll. Or next week, we might get you know hey, nominations for polls like and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah. Um, we might have a running leaderboard of our King Legends yeah, uh, through King the Legend. year. Yeah, if like we can. All right, so that's why I'm seeing this going. Yeah. Banksy, who was your King Legend? My King Legend was Trimble. Um, he's done it again. He was the third highest scorer for the week, and he's the only thing keeping uh, 
my team with a heartbeat, to be honest, at the moment. And I think after he carrying the Cairns team yet again this round, I think he's actually leading the league now in points scored. Is he? Hmm. There you go. Wouldn't surprise me. Cotton's been a bit quiet, hasn't he? So. And I guess that leaves mine. And as we sort of briefly mentioned in the around the ground section, my king legend for the week is Nick Kay. Um, now, a bit of a funny story. Obviously, we had his game on what was it, Friday night? I think. Yeah. And um, he scored a. a oh, might be the. Was there a Thursday game? Maybe because you messaged Thursday me at work. So. Can't remember. Maybe one of those. Oh, and oh. maybe what's those? I can't even remember now. But anyway, he scored fourteen in the first game. I think it was. And I was sad. I was, <laughs> I was ropeable. I was like, oh, I've stuffed it up. I've put because I, I made him captain this week as well as, as a point of difference because obviously Banksy's captain choice for the week was long, and I took a bit of a punt. And because Kay helped me earlier in the year, I thought, no, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm yeah. feeling it here. Kay will help me out this year, this week. So I went Kay captain. And uh, I was because you're sitting twentieth coming into the round, so around that mark. Yeah, right? I was nineteenth so, or something like that. And yeah. and and after the K's cap, I, I dropped like down. I was in the thirties yeah. for the overall ranking. Thought he blew it, and I thought I'd blown it. And, and I think then, uh, something along the lines in our group chat of guys, it's over. My season's done. Yeah, I, I did. I you're in, all, you're in a pretty bad place. I was still in a pretty bad place. I was in a pretty bad place, and um, I was possibly going to go the Corey Homicide Williams um, option and just not pick a player in a certain position, so I just get zeros from now on. But um, <laughs> I didn't. I know. I obviously you came back in that game last night and had a seventy-two or seventy-four or whatever it was. So um, huge redeemed himself. Um, and then I, I just, I guess I had to wait last night to make sure that, uh, well, I was kind of like praying, but not praying that Cotton, uh, Cotton that um, Long, that Long and Wesley didn't no, no. run a mark because if they you know, beat him, then it would have obviously been bad for me. I would have dwindled down the rankings yeah. again, possibly. So even though I've had both of them in my team, I was kind of like half not wanting them to do well, which yeah. was a bit weird, but um, it's just the way it was. Yeah, and, it was... and I had to leave for basketball when the overtime started, which was a disaster. So... Um, and nice. you didn't miss too much there because Long just could not get that 10th rebound. But the, at, the the moment, at the moment, we don't know. Him. We don't know unless uh, unless adjustments happen, and, uh, which might happen. But um, it's still we're still in progress on the round. At the but moment, there was so. no way after watching that first game and you seeing K put up 14, oh. you'd actually imagining him no, in I, the end no, being the, the no. second highest fantasy scorer for the round. That's, after that's that. correct. I did not. I thought it was all over, and uh, I was writing my season off. Yeah, I guess um, we had the poor scores from Wesley, from Kay. Afterwards, from, yeah, they from were Friday Long, night. From Long. They were Friday night, I think. Even yeah. Nature Y yeah. after that, and I guess... And Bogut. That would have made you... And yeah. Bogut. You're thinking, all right, it's not the end of the world, and then he just went bang, yeah. and it's like, yeah, double fist pump. Yeah. Yeah. You, different. yeah. It's so hard to read... T- t- it's hard to judge Tone on a Facebook group messenger, but <laughs> we could definitely tell that he was uh, coming from a much better place. I was, pretty, I was pretty sad going to bed on Thursday night watching that game. All right, guys. Um, that is our King Legends for the week. So um, keep that in mind. We're going to have... Uh, I reckon we'll put out a poll on Twitter after the next round, and you can nominate who your King Legends are. Um, obviously, uh, to do with... Uh, hopefully, maybe the original King... Himself could end up getting there, and we don't want just the top scorer for your team as well. We want you know just it has to have a nice story to it. Obviously, we had Waxy Walker for one here. Um, Kay was obviously a bit of an easy pick, I guess. But and even Trimble was uh, Trimble was an easy pick too, maybe. But um, want something a bit different out there. So, yep, spot on. Next award. So, um, this 
is for the player who hasn't done very well in our team. So, mm-hmm. um, what do you guys think when I named this the Holt Award? Just having a general dig at a particular player, or oh, hitting? No. I, was, I thought it was after the uh, the pri- famous prime minister Harold Holt who went missing. Well, guys, that's, off that's what I want to point. We're we're not out here to bash the players necessarily. Um, you might think that I'm having a dig at Steve Holt here, but the Holt Award could be for the player that halted your team's progress up the mm. rankings for the week. It could, as Bordy mentioned, be someone who went missing, like Harold Holt. And ultimately, I guess, it could be the player who didn't deserve that roster spot, a bit like Stephen Holt. So it's not a pure go at Stephen Holt, but it's fair to say he's probably the inspiration. (laughs) So, um, Banksy, uh, who halted your team's progress, went missing, or was not worth the roster spot on the Cavalicious this week? What happened to Nate Jawai this round? Ugh. He played 10 minutes in that first game. Yep. So he is absolutely the Holt Award for mine, and he absolutely holded my team. And not only him, um, I don't know what Coach Kelly was doing in that first game either. He played Nate for 10 minutes, and they got absolutely smashed in the paint. I think it was 14 points in the paint for the whole game for Cairns, and Brisbane scored 46 in the paint. So I don't know what happened there, and he barely redeemed himself in that second game. So... Holt Award for me goes to Jawai. Uh, the Holt Award for me this week is DJ Newbel. Um, I've had him for a, quite a long time now with Kansas' good schedule of doubles. And look, the first week, which was round 12, he had a 78. So I was happy happy because I think you know he was pretty lowly owned um, because he'd been having a stinker before that. And then from there, he's had a 26, a 13, a 7... And then he somewhat redeemed himself last night with the game against the Breakers with a 34. But, look, what, 41 for the round? I had a bench player in the same position score more than him. So, I, yeah. you know, he's definitely my whole award. So he was not worth the roster's position? Not worth team. the roster's position. Yeah, anyway. And along that theme of not being worth the roster position, this is someone who I had the chance to upgrade some weeks ago to, to Demetrius Conga. The Holt Award nomination for me this week is Brian Bowen, the Platinum Pogo Stick, as they call him. Um, (laughs) Look, uh, basically non-existent this round. Um, I believe, Banksy, you have a player on your team that may have outscored him for the week. Is that right? Yeah, it's embarrassing to say, but Tom Wilson did. (laughs) Tom Wilson outscored Brian Bowen this week. And, And with our guest, to be honest, there's probably not much more to say. Apart from to say that all of these guys made us look stupid for having them in our team. But do you know what else makes you look stupid? David Ware? Well, David Ware makes me look stupid on a weekly basis. But what makes you look really stupid is going to your Super Bowl party with NFL gear that is clearly purchased from the Danny Nong market. Ugh. And a bit like David Ware, it's important to make sure your imports are genuine. Yes, Banksy, be aware of those fake imports and do all your Super Bowl shopping at ussportsdownunder.com.au. They got socks there, they got New Era hats, Mitchell and Ness hats, they got everything. Basically, they got NFL gear, NBA gear, MLB gear, NHL gear, and some NCAA gear as well. I know uh, we have purchased Banksy, a LeBron James doll when uh, young Gracie was born. I got myself some JJ Watt socks that I'll be rocking at... Uh, Sporting Globe at Richmond on Super Bowl Day. So look out for me. That's it. 
Um, our Twitter feed's always filled with NFL and NBA chat, so we all know that you love your US sports, and US sports down under is the place to get it. It's 100% Aussie-owned and has fast shipping, so head straight over to ussportsdownunder.com.au to order your gear. Speaking of our Twitter feed, let's answer some Twitter questions. I'd like to thank you for your... I'd like to thank you for your giving attention. I'd like to thank you for your participation. All right, Twitter questions for the week. As always, uh, check out... Uh, reply to our tweet at at bball underscore blokes. We usually do it on the Monday or Tuesday after all the games are done to ask what your questions are for the week, and we usually pick a couple of them to do. Benny, you got the first question for us? Yeah, look, I'm going to read out the first question, and I'm going to address it to you two guys. Ooh, so okay. uh, this one's from Mark, who's currently sitting sixth overall, I believe. So mm-hmm. um, thoughts on leaving Bogut out this week? So everyone has the double, so it's not so risky this week, and he should drop in value, whereas most other bigs should go up. Believes Patterson is more important this week, giving his deform player of the league, and he can't get both unless the New Zealand bigs go. So, all right. Well, just to say that the games actually opened um, for the week at about ten thirty or about twenty past ten. Let's probably say it happened now that we're recording on Tuesday night. Um, so, Bogut did go down hundred k this week, and uh, the week just gone. And I guess if he has another week like he did last week, then he will possibly go down again. But that's sort of I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think value is also irrelevant at this point of the season. Correct. We've got like four weeks left. Yep. So I don't think value should really come into play in, in, in this decision. And look, the reason I did address you guys is uh, that, as we mentioned earlier, you guys are the guys that got rid of Bogut last week. Yep. What are you doing? What do you think of my well, I think this week, the key thing for me is I've got the two New Zealand boys and they got two home games. So, and... Yeah, they had a, you know, they probably had a down game in the first game last week, uh, last round. But I think they, they, I reckon they're still scoring pretty well. So I think at least one of those will go off in each game. And I think if we look at what Bogut did against the opponents he's got this round, last time he matched up on them, he plays Brisbane away. He actually had his high score for the year against them. Um, he scored a ninety-two, so that's something to consider. But then the other end of the spectrum, he's also got Perth in his second game. And he only scored 43-24. and 24, And he did struggle against Perth in both their matchups mm. as well. I think for someone that's ranked where Mark is uh, being six overall, um, if we have a little look there. So in the top ten rankings in the competition, six held Bogut and four got rid of Bogut. Yep. So well, didn't have him, but you yeah. would imagine if you're in that... Um, top 10 rankings there and you didn't have Bogut, you're probably going to see, you know, one or two of those bring him in. So I think if Mark's trying to be unique, um, leave him out. He'd, he'd be the one to leave him out Big for a week. Though. But as you said, everyone's on a double. So it's not yep. one of those weeks where it's as big a risk as others because yep. everyone's on the double. And the player he mentioned, Patterson, they've obviously got, they've started a run of three doubles in a row, Brisbane. So it's, you know, he can keep Patterson and look to downgrade elsewhere next week if he wants to bring in Bogut next week or something so yeah um, and Bogut coming off his second worst score for the season with 27 fantasy points as yeah. well yep um, obviously showed visible frustration so and Turner takes... coming into the team as well yep exactly right so um, and yeah they play what an away game in Brisbane and they got Perth at home as in at Sydney yeah the point I really liked that Mark made was that everyone has a double um, so there's plenty of good caption, not captain options. You're yep. going to have a t- team stacked with players on the double. Yep. Um, 
it's not as uh, I guess uh, in future weeks where there's not so many teams on the double, you'd be looking to bring him in. But yeah, um, you wouldn't. I, I I think he could take the risk. Sounds good. All right, um, we've got another question here, very similar uh, from Daniel Catronis at Daniel Catronis. Uh, he said, "Which would you risk trading out Bogut and getting in Patterson and then upgrading a bench player to, to a starter?" Um, not yeah. maybe. If you no. got Bogut, you're probably not getting rid of him, are you? Well, I'm in this situation, so I don't know if I should take this yeah, one you or take not. But look, Daniel, you've already had your week with Bogut. Getting 27. And you, you've, you've basically had your ordinary bloke week, yep. which has basically cost me. So um, this is why, I guess, we kept Bogut, because we knew that we'd need Patterson for this time. And whoever dropped Bogut last week is going to really struggle unless they give up one of the other big guns to get him back. So I would be even... Like I know you mentioned upgrading your bench. At this stage of the season, I am all about... Starters. Starters. Get the best starters out there possible. So, Daniel, if there's any chance that you can downgrade the bench to get the cash up for Patterson... Patterson as well as Bogut. And keeping Bogut. Yep. Or, I mean, that's what I'm doing. Like... Yep. I, the game's just opened, and I miss out. Like Patterson's one point six seven million, and I'm left with one point six six. Ouch! Oof. To do the trade that I wanted to trade. Oof. But I honestly still think that I'm just going to tank a bench position, even if it is for the one week. Tom awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even worse potentially. Um, so just to get Patterson, Bogut, and actually take advantage of being able to have those two guys on your starting team. So that's, that's what I'll be doing. Cool. I reckon, I reckon that one is answered. Uh, next question. At, uh, this one's from Peter Watkins, at Watto underscore PJ. Uh, not a rage trade, but is it worth trading out long? For his money, you can upgrade two spots, and Conklin on the bench can take his place. Thinking long and Newble out. In would be Patterson and Hodgson, with some juggling. Bogut will bounce back in a big way. Thanks, so. you had some stats on that one. Look, I, I personally wouldn't be trading out long because we know what his ceiling is. And if we look at his last eight games, four of those he's gone pretty huge. So he's got two scores in the 70s. He's scored a 90 and he's scored a 57. And I think those other four... And, and just the with the updates now, he actually scored 57 last week against Cairns. He actually got awarded the extra rebound with the stat adjustments. So he actually got the double-double in the end and went up to 57. So, so hang on. And that 57 against Cairns on last night, he sat out the whole second quarter and he didn't play, I think, the last five minutes, I think it was, or something like that, or four minutes of the first quarter. So he sat out almost played, half the game. Yeah, played about four or five minutes for And the still half. had a double-double. And so still it just shows you what he, he's capable of. And I think trading him out would be and fairly I think it's foolish. pretty straightforward with Long. If he gets in foul trouble, he's going to get you an average score around 30 to 40. Yep. But if he stays out of foul trouble, that's where he's got his 70s, his 90. 90. Yep. He does have that ceiling, and I think that's what you want in a fantasy player. And walked in for the rest of the season. I mean, that has to be a factor, surely. Well, they doubles play, all the way through. Doubles all the way through, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yep. For the sake of a bench upgrade, like I said, it's not something that I'd be attracted to doing. Alrighty, and we've got one more question, I think, and that, we're going to go with Jeppers, at Jepper DT. Best unique for round 15? Oh, good question. 
Who's going to start us off? So I think for this, we've got to look at it as what are the unique premiums mm-hmm. for the last four weeks and then also what are your sort of bench players because he doesn't actually specify what he's looking at. Yep. So I think what's important, if we're looking at the premiums, obviously Melbourne and New Zealand are the two teams to focus on because they've got doubles all the way through from here. Yep. One I have touched on and I've highlighted on our Twitter over the past couple of weeks. Um, Boydie doesn't necessarily agree, but... Josh Boone, I think, could be a unique upgrade or premium to bring into your team. He's 16% owned. Um, I don't think too many competing teams at the moment would have Boone in their team. I think we saw one in the top 10 yeah, holding, like that, yeah. uh, whoever's ranked 10th at the moment. Um, but he certainly found his groove over the last two games. I think he scored a 59 last game and a, a 70 the game before. So um, he's with his average, his fantasy average for the season, he's actually only one point off sitting, I think, his third best for the whole season, Bordy. So, although you may think he's done, he's certainly done, not done when we talk <laughs> about fantasy. Um, the other premiums, uh, when we're looking at ownership and uniqueness, so Ty Wesley, still only 10% owned. Um, Unique. New Zealand have those four doubles straight. Uh, Nick Kay, still only 11% owned. And we talked about what he did last game. When he's on, he's on. Schedule's crap after this week, though. But yeah. And I think one of the ways you could go potentially unique is looking at Casper. Um, he's been in some good form lately. Obviously, the team's still in the competition and competing. Either would have a Trimble or maybe a Randall. I don't think many teams that are still playing would have a Casper. So mm-hmm. that's possibly another way that you could go unique, especially if you're still in the, the competition for the 10K. like it. Ben, you got anything to add to that? Uh, no, look, I'm looking to bring in Casper myself uh, after Sobey's done in my point guard spot. But, um, yeah, basically looks like he's got some more stuff. I was just going to say, they're obviously the, the premiums you look at. If you're looking at unique bench players or those mm-hmm. priced under a million dollars, I don't think you can go past weeks. Obviously, we touched on him earlier. He's only 6% owned. With the, the scoring adjustments, he put up 90 yep. last round. And he's still priced under a million dollars with those four doubles to come. Um, a couple of the other New Zealand boys don't like them as much, but Rashad's 4% owned. He's been putting up some decent scores. Armani Moore, 4% owned. Um, and the other two I'd highlight, although their schedule's not as good, we've got Terrico, he's only 8% owned. He put up a big 50. And Reese Fagg, if you're looking for a downgrade option on your bench, maybe one to look at. I think he's only priced at 400k. He just put a 60 up for over the first last yep. double for the yep. round. Yep. And he's only 6% owned as well. 418k. Yeah, and um, one out of left field, Mitch McCarron. Oh, that was my left field. One. <laughs> You're really looking. He's been looking he's really good. Bit, yeah, yeah. He's, he still had some scores in the twenties in his last five, but he, he, I think out of his last three, he's averaging close to forty. So. Yeah, but if you're trying to go ultra unique, he's only priced at a million dollars as well, and yeah. I think he put up a a pretty big score his last game out as well. Yeah. Uh, one last bench downgrade, um, Jack McVeigh. Um, we mentioned who was, well, I guess we questioned who was going to benefit from Ramon Moore's injury. With the minutes and the opportunity, um, looked really good. 16 and 17 minutes for the two games over the weekend. That's right, and just was active. So. Wiley like minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wiley like minutes. Yeah, Did more with it. Yeah, that's it. So. All right, um, so that does our Twitter questions for the week. All right, it's this part of the show where we normally do our trade targets, but I think, and and schedules as well, but I think we've done both to death with our Twitter questions this week, thankfully. Um, So I think we're going to jump straight into our joint team trades for the week. Now, if you remember, we traded out Bogut last week. Uh, and what are we thinking this week, Benny? Well, um, as that's how it's going to stay. Yep. Um, Bogut will not come back in. We're going to 
like we mentioned earlier, it's can't really get Bogut and Patterson back, so um, going to just go with Patterson, and we're going to do that by downgrading someone, someone on the bench. We have yet to be determined, but we've, we'll make up the catch in some way to do that. Yep. Alrighty, uh, I think that wraps up that little bit there. So I think there's only one more thing to do, and that's uh, Banksy's captain choices. And now it's time for Banksy's captains. It's not Benny or Boydy, so please don't at them. It's Banksy's choice, so he's in trouble. If his number one choice doesn't double, double. Banksy, hit us up with some knowledge, mate. Alright, so we've... uh got so much choice this week so obviously every team's on the double choices everywhere so i think what we'll do is there's only one choice come on well i don't think so not this week obviously with you uh, have to have him to choose him don't you exactly right <laughs> so let's just do a few special mentions especially if you're looking for a unique captain selection or someone that's lower owned um worth touching on the grown man ty wesley so as we mentioned before new zealand have two home games this week yep like it. um and Wesley pays Cairns again. We just saw a matchup against Cairns. Um, 41, 60, and 54 in their three matchups there so far. And then he's got a home game against Brisbane as well, where he's gone 31 and 51. As I mentioned, Wesley's still only 10% owned. So if you think he can get it done this week, he might be a unique choice. Um, the other one I'll touch on is Nick Kay. Obviously, he just come off a massive game against United there. He's got a home game against Adelaide where he's uh, put up a massive 50, but also a lowly 14, so a little bit of risk there, um, before he matches up against the Sydney Kings and Bogut, where he's put up some pretty consistent 42 and 45 point outings. Um, again, like Wesley, I think Kay's about 10% owned as well, yep. um, and worked out well for you last week, buddy. I did until adjustments were done. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other one, obviously, that's worth touching on is Mellow Trimble. Um, and more highly owned Trimble, 35%, but yep. He is, but he could still be a unique captain, captain choice, choice, I think. For sure, um, yes. Especially when he's carrying cans, taipans on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Trimble has is heading over to New Zealand. Um, put up 35, 47, and 55 in the three games against them so far. So some pretty handy numbers. Um, and he's also got the Hawks away. I thought he might have put up some higher scores against the Hawks, only 40 and 42. Um, but I just think with Trimble, he's been amazing. He's been really consistent lately. But I just don't think he has the ceiling um, that some of the other bigs do that they yep. can put up those big double-doubles. Double-doubles, yeah. Now, the other controversial one I'd like to um, bring up is Josh Boone. Cool. So, Boyd, said he was done a couple of games or a couple of rounds back. He's done. Now, let me throw these numbers at you, Boyd. Josh Boone plays the Hawks at home. Three times he's played them this season for 81, 30, and 70. And then he plays Adelaide away, where he's put up 75 and 19. So a couple of risky scores in there, but three massive scores against this week's opponents already. Mm. And obviously United coming into those four doubles on the trot to round out the season as well. And as I said, he's coming off two big games, so 59 and a 70-odd as well. So... He could be a unique trade-in, but also a unique captain choice as well this week. And uh, United have the, the open air game on Wednesday it, as well. Tomorrow night, yes. Yep. So they're the unique options. So let's get stuck into the top three for this week. So we're going to roll with Lamar Patterson at number three. Um, he's been the flavour of the week, especially with a lot of those trade questions there. He's just come off two big 60-point scores. Um, Patterson has Sydney at home. So you'd think that he'd get a lot of minutes in that game. I think they'll really want to take it up to Sydney. 
Um, he scored 53 in their matchup last time out, and then he's going to travel over to New Zealand in an away game where he also scored 53. So you'd expect sort of something in the vicinity of 100, 110 there for mm-hmm. a, a Patterson as uh, a weekly captain. Yep. Um, I'm going to stick with Sean Long. I know a lot of people yeah. are looking at jumping off in this yep. week. I don't think you should chase the numbers there. We know Long's got the ceiling. We know he can go massive. And although he didn't give us that massive captain number last week, I think he can unleash it any time. So he's got Cairns at home. New Zealand have the two home games. Um, he's just played Cairns, so we've got a bit of uh, bit of knowledge there. So he's gone 43-70, and with that update, 57. So some really good numbers against Cairns, matching up against Jawai. And then he's got Brisbane at home as well, where he's gone 31-32. and 32. So I just think, again, with long ceiling, as you touched on, Boydie, he played pretty much half a game last game and put up 57. What can he actually do if he stays out of foul trouble might be for, helpful. for two home games? Might be helpful with two home games as well. He might get, it, he might get some home, home team-friendly calls. We never know. That's it. And although I won't be bringing him to my team this week either, um, not for the lack of want, but Bogut has to be the number one. If he's on a double, you've got him in your team, you're making him captain, enough said. As I said before, his high score this season was against Brisbane, and that's who he's playing first this week. Mm-hmm. And then he's obviously had his struggles against Perth with a 43 and 24. I think that 24 came after the... Uh, I got beef incident. That's Long exactly shot. right. So that's in the past, but yep, you got Bogut. You're going to make him captain, although uh, with my team, I think I'll be rooting against him this week. I hope he has another one of those foul trouble games. So I have to go a unique captain choice, so... I'll be rooting I against like it. I'm, I'm down with all those options, Banksy. I reckon they're all good for the week. And yeah, for a Bogut owner that's had his horrible boat for the week, whatever, whatever we call it, I don't know what it's called because I don't often get it. Um, <laughs> you're making Bogut captain this week. But, yeah, so I'm making Bogut captain, but um, I know I had the, the coin toss last week, did its wonders. Long, oh, Jawai scored more than Bogut, and Long scored more than Wesley. But for you guys, I'm not taking up to chance. I'm going to make sure of it this time. I'm just going to make a quick phone call, okay? <laughs> yep, Ben Russell. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm calling America. I want to make sure he reverse charges. All right, Tony. Tony, yes, mate. Yeah, Ben Russell, basketball blokes, Australia. No, uh, no, no, not football, basketball. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I just want to make sure, I just want to know who's going to be the top scoring captain for next week in the NBL, in, which is Australian, yeah, yeah. Um, mate, you're joking. Tony, stick to football. You're kidding me. Bye. Look, do you want to know what he said? Fill us in. He said David Ware. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Who, who are we on the phone to? Tony Romo. Oh, Tony Romo. Tony Romo. So, the man who name. knows everything. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's why. Stick right. to football time. All right, and that's it for this week. Obviously, you've got the Wednesday night game tomorrow night, uh, Melbourne versus Illawarra. I think it's open air, the open air game after the uh, Australian Open. We're at the Australian Open, which means you've got, what, six days now in a row of games, NBL-wise, That's because every team's on a double, so enjoy NBL it. feast. Uh, it is a feast. Um, so enjoy it, and uh, hit us up at, at bball underscore blokes, and... Uh, That's about it. Catch you later.